Hello, and welcome to a pair of Dice Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be playing the overlord, Alistair Upperton. Hello, my name is Julia, and my pronouns are she, her. I will be playing Eve Sturgeon, the ogre class. Hello, my name is Sean, pronouns are he, him. I'm going to be playing Plank, the mascot. My name is Jane, my pronouns are they, them, and I will be playing Kit Bootstrap, the, or the orc. Hi there, my name is Jonathan, my pronouns are they, them, and I will be playing the Outlander, Johan Falk. And this is Fellowship, Fall of the House of Upperton. Hey guys, and welcome to a relatively longer intro than usual. Due to personal issues, this may be the last of Fellowship for now, so I wanted to take this time to elaborate on some things. Normally, at the end of a campaign, we do a player interview to see how people feel about the game. However, again, due to personal reasons, I cannot get the group sat down to give their opinions on the game. So in that case, it falls on me to talk about the system. Fellowship is a game that I have now unsuccessfully run twice. However, do not let that detract from your opinion of the game. The first game died due to scheduling issues and a circus of other issues stemming from our usual group not being able to commit to two games a week. And now this time due to personal issues I won't go into any depth on. My opinion of Fellowship is that it is one of the few tabletop RPGs that is underselling itself. I paid a total of $60 on DriveThruRPG for all four PDFs and I barely feel like I gave enough money to the creator. Fellowship possesses a phenomenal set of rules that makes everyone at the table feel important and encourages those who sometimes retreat into their shells at games to come out and be creative. In the three years that I've known about Fellowship and the one year that I've tried to run it, I've learned more storytelling tools and ways of changing up my style than I have in previous years. This game is easily within my top five. And if given the opportunity to play or run a game of it, I'd be hard-pressed to say no. This game is for both experienced role players and beginners alike, so if you have the chance to play or run it, do so. Next on the docket of announcements is the fact that this game may not have a conclusion, which sucks. Should that be the case, I'd like to revisit the world of Vespia in the future using the Empire playbook of Fellowship, with the assumption that Upperton has won. Maybe we could do it as a cyberpunk dystopia or something. I don't know. This is a pretty cool idea that is kind of nebulous and up in the air. Oh, or we could play this Brinkwood game. That'd be kind of rad. Next up on my announcements is what is coming up soon. So we just concluded about three months worth of one shots uh, that were more or less like two shots, most of them. Uh, but at some point, we'll be posting a Fly the Coop game that's on Christina for editing. So you can bug her about when that'll come out. Next week, we're going to be posting Sexy Battle Wizards, followed by Goblin Punks, and then at the start of January, we will be getting back into Exalted with Like a Dragonblooded, a game heavily inspired by the Yakuza franchise. Also, I can't guarantee I can get kit-drawn van wizards, but if I have to draw them myself, I will. That'll be a Christmas present to the one person who asked for it. Finally, on this episode of Fellowship, Plank and Eve get in the robot. Kit tries to save the day, and Johan reveals an unwelcome truth. This is episode 11, my turn. So, Johan is over here, uh, parry counter-thrusting with the Upperton Stooge, making sure the Upperton Stooge can't do anything else, as that you are, as that you are performing your sword dance, as that he is just getting into, like, a boxing stance and, like, doing, like, the, the... The, the kind of like boxer. Sock'em, bock'em? 
boxer stance. <laughs> it is. He's a soccer ball and a robot. It is float like a butterfly. Ham hands versus old old man swordsman. Uh, Johan the whole time sort of has his sword down by his side, is uh, not really using it to parry, but seems to almost be using it like a counterweight to simply step aside very quickly. Um, you know, we've all seen the anime where the dude's being attacked and he's just sort of teleporting out of the way. It's like that level of bullshit. And while this is going on, uh, Johan is going to use one of his abilities called I Need to Know. Uh, I can speak softly even when I don't have the time or safety. Enemies I speak softly with will answer my questions even if they would not talk to anyone else and even in the middle of a fight. So, while I am keeping Upperton Stooge busy... Tell me, you vicious monstrosity of man and metal, what does Upperton plan to do at the North Pole? Now, do you still have to uh, speak softly? Yes. Okay, so go ahead and roll that. That is with wisdom. I am going to use my ability. Um, Hey! So I have rolled a double three using my ability... Uh, never tell me the odds. That now counts as a ten or higher. Okay. Nice. So in a ten or higher, you get three que- uh, three questions from the list, and none of them are revealed to you the hard way. Hooray! So, uh, what does Upperton want with the North Pole? And two other questions. Um, specifically, uh, what is Upperton doing at the North Pole? Um, uh, specifically, that question is... Uh, What were they doing and what are they going to do next? Uh, What should I be wary of when dealing with the whatever's happening at the North Pole? Um, And one of them is what do they want and how could we help them get it? But uh, I don't want to help Upperton. How can we beat them to it? So as you both are uh, specimens in peak physical capability or so that he is... Because you're keeping him busy, you both... It's basically like a really, like, cool fight scene with an anime where everybody is just dodging. Yeah. But you, he can't, like, get past you to, like, go deal with the wizard. Specifically, Johan is not fighting back unless he tries to get past me, in which case I will use the pommel of the sword to, like, hit him in the stomach or in the cheek or something to, like, right. get his attention again. So, um... What does Upperton want with the North Pole? Yes. Who told you that? Who told you that he was going up to the North Pole to steal the to steal the magic that the that, that old man Kringle has? Ah, Upperton is waging a war on Christmas. You'd say there always must be a war on Christmas for capitalism to survive. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, folks. That's it for us. <laughs> What could make a man fall to capitalism? <laughs> Not one of my questions, but... <laughs> what a miserable pile of secrets. <laughs> one of your questions just be like, what's that behind you? <laughs> just like pants them or something. <laughs> okay, uh, what was the next question? Um, um, the next question was... Who, uh, it was well, like, specifically, what are they doing at the North Pole and what are they going to do next? Uh, that's all one question. Uh, what are they going to do next? Um, they're going to... Once we take the North Pole, we're going to use all of 
non-union labor, all the non-union labor to, to break out, to, to, to bust the unions down here. The, the allegories you're throwing out are too complex for me. You're going to have to dumb it down. I'm missing these, I'm missing these amazing references we're making. Um, what should I be wary of when dealing with whatever's happening at the North Pole? Ha! <laughs> Go to the North Pole and you'll have to deal with General Solana and her two underlings. She's personally overseeing it. You don't say. <clears throat> now, you've been very helpful in answering my questions. Tell me, what specifically is Upperton after? Does he know? He's kept that secret even from us in his inner circle. You really think he's kept it secret from his inner circle? You poor, poor fool. Upperton doesn't care about you. So I feel like that you've kind of gotten... Uh, so here's my question for you. He has, been no, he has shown his face as the traitor. Mm-hmm. But I feel that like you talking to him and kind of saying that specifically, like he doesn't care about you. Um, if you wanted to, um, I would say you... If you wanted to try... You could try and finish him with, uh... If you wanted to try, you could try finishing him with, uh, wisdom to try and convince him to join your side. Okay. Because I feel that, like, I feel that you've given him... That that because you can speak during the combat, you kind of have, like, that narrative advantage of being able to talk people down and it not taking up as much brain space. Okay. Um, if like if it fails, like you're, if it fails, we'll see what happens. But uh, sure, if you want to do it, if not, you can just keep keeping him busy. You've been a stooge for Upperton for how long? How long have you worked for that man? And what has he genuinely given you? Has he brought you happiness? Does this make you happy? Has he made you rich? Do you not see what he's done to me? This sick-ass robot body? Yes. He flexes. There's like <laughs> sound pistons. Tell me. Do you own that body? Flash of realization. Please go ahead and roll me. Uh, finish him with, uh, with wisdom. <laughs> that is going to be a nine. Oh. A nine. Upperton so. has all of the patents. Upperton has all of the uh, control. If Upperton wanted you to go away, if you cease to be useful, if that body could belong to somebody else, what happens to you? Um, so you see him think about it for a moment, and for a moment he stops punching. You know, you're right. And then as soon as it like there's this look of realization on him... Mm-hmm. His arms raise back up, and he looks shocked at this, and he's going, and he is going to uh, go for a massive haymaker. Uh, please give me an overcome roll. Okay. Uh, what is the overcome roll? Is that blood? Uh, that is with blood. Is there any other stat I can use for that? No. Okay. It, it is just with blood. All right. Because you're overcoming danger. Uh, that is going to be a seven. Okay, on a seven with an overcome, 
uh, you can pay a price to take a 10 plus, or you can create a temporary solution. Johan is going to be surprised uh, by the sudden uppercut, or the Mm -hmm. sudden haymaker, and take it to the gut. Fortunately, his strange armor will protect him. So I will pay the price of using the use of my strange armor. Okay. Is that fair? Um, I'm going to kind of reiterate what that I told uh, Jane earlier. Armor is more better used for mm, that's right. when you're actually getting damage, because then you can go, uh, no. Uh, okay. No, I have a better idea. I have a better idea. Um, Johan is going to twist uh, to dodge the shot, or to dodge the punch, um, but he is not going to go quite far enough. And uh, the blow will land uh, on his back where his gun is holstered, and the gun will snap in half. Okay. Lose your gun. I thought you were going to lose the other half of your mustache for a second. No, never. (laughs) But now you've overcome the damage that was coming your way, um, and he's now staring at you as that he is basically like, his movements are much more jerky than they were before. Uh, but it is very clear that part of his robot body is being controlled remotely. As we're going to swing the spotlight back to these two, where the, the general has just landed. Alright, so I have been healed and given advantage, and General Patton has landed in front of me. General Patton has landed in front of you with a giant two-handed electrified sword. Alright, now Eve, um, he's He's being powered by something that's feeding off of despair. He's going to be very dangerous, even for you. Sounds like a good time to me. What can I say, Tiger? I just love me a good fight. Been a long time since I've had a real wrestle. Okay, so. Uh, one of us has to create... Oh, I have advantage. Or do I have hope? I can't you have advantage. So I could... Uh, you, you also have hope for your next roll. Oh, oh, shit. So, Eve is going to stare at this thing, this massive robot with his weird-ass electrical sword that's probably deaf to a slogan, because I'm made of gelatinous material, mm-hmm. and my weapon, which is made of iron... That'd be a good idea to think that, yeah. To not really want this to be a thing, mm-hmm. but... Have the orcs arrived on scene yet? The orcs have, in fact, arrived on scene, uh, being managed by Steve. This is the weirdest moment of my life. However, that's when Eve is going to call in Karen. Okay. And Karen is going to use her ability, I'd like to speak to the manager. Okay, to do what? To distract fucking General Pat. You already you don't need to do that because you have advantage. Okay, so but I can't strike at this guy. If he hits me, I'm dead. No, no, that's not that no, that that is not how the, the the so the stats that he has for the blade is that um the weapon is sharpened and its attacks are piercing, and Thunder's Touch, which uh its attacks are electrified and force anyone hit by them to drop everything they are holding. Okay, question. What is the fountain made out of? Do you know? Uh, the fountain was destroyed. Completely destroyed. There's no debris. That, that was the that was the cost of your da- your dangerous. Right? Got it. Okay, so 
It is, I promise you, it is not death. Like, no, almost nothing in here except for the overlord can just go, fuck you. Okay, I'm just going to... I have a dumb idea. Okay. I have a really dumb idea. Mm-hmm. Can I encase him in slime? If I land on him? Uh, you can certainly try. Okay, I'm gonna use Mighty Leap and just jump on him. Okay, um, so you have advantage, so you're gonna try and finish him. Uh, to act against the general, you have to pay a price. Okay. Um, so paying a price is either I lose some gear, or... You lose some gear, you can damage a stat, you can, uh, break a bond, you can, uh, uh, you can suffer a setback of some kind. Narratively speaking. Upon seeing Eve go and risk her life to protect this civilization, mm-hmm. I am going to break my bond with Security Bot because he no longer wants to be the one to destroy Eve. Does anyone else have a bond with Security Bot or any other? Do you have multiple bonds with Security Bot? I only have one. Okay. So in that case, then, Security Bot, until that you guys have the chance to, Security Bot will leave the group. Okay. You can no longer call upon Security Bot. Because Security Bot has a realization... Don't wipe his stats away, but just... I'm just going to destroy that bond, or yeah. erase the bond. And the reason I say this, the reason I feel like this is thematic, is that Security Bot no longer sees me as a rival or an adversary. Okay. He sees me as something else, and we need to figure out what that is later. Okay. The robot with the burgeoning soul has to do some soul searching, you're saying? Correct. Okay. From so that, is, so that is the e- price e- that you pay. Okay. Uh, next you would roll uh, finish them. Uh, I believe that that is almost absolutely with blood. And you said I have hope? Yes, you do. Okay. Thank you, Plank. Thank fuck! Oh, buddy. Thank God. Oh, buddy. That is a 13. Wow. Okay, so... So the two stats that he has are the Black Metal Blade and Thunder's Touch. Which one would you like to damage? Thunder. Okay. So, uh, you damage Thunder's Touch, um, and in doing so, uh, you do not, when you strike him, uh, he does get out of your grasp, eventually. Mm-hmm. Um... But he, but his, uh, uh, the... Thunder core? The thunder core, the thing that is generating all the electricity is gummed up to the point that it cannot work. And you see that there is a shift in him again, as that he is going to, uh, begin to take flight. He is now, uh, able to fly again. Oh, he's trying to run away? Uh, I did not say that. Oh, so he, now he just he has, has the aerial advantage? He's going to have the aerial advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Plink, what are you doing up to? Um, that is a real good question. Opportunity is getting closer. I, I, he, you do. know, you know what we haven't mentioned for a while and mm-hmm. has not been dealt with? Uh, the orcs are still there, but the killbots are too. And they're doing some good work. Oh. So the Killbots, a small group of them, has noticed a magical being that is kind of off on the sidelines, trying not trying their very best not <laughs> to draw attention to themselves. We, um, They've noticed you. 
Alright, um... They're coming in. Oh, no. Alright, he's gonna... Clink is gonna see this happening, and, like, they're still fighting the orcs, too, right? Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of them still fighting the orcs, but because it's a big enough uh, thing, uh, they're able to act on anyone in the scene. Got it. He's gonna see that. He's gonna see Eve. He's gonna see the Zeppelin come in. We don't have time. Eve! Yes, darling? You trust me, right? Trust is a strong word, but I'll go with it. I need you to think about everything we've done together. You see Eve's, like, hand kind of go into, like, her gelatino form and, like, turn the brain a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) And then just, or, like, because her skull's made of cartilage. It's not actually. And she just kind of, like, rummages around with, like, some of her organs. Yeah, I found it. What's going on? We're running out of time. You all have potential that you haven't realized yet. And this is going to be dangerous, but I think we can do it together. Do what? Um, the armadillo is going to kind of like fall asleep and a moat of light is going to emerge from its body and shoot into Eve. The anime theme song begins playing. <laughs> Okay, Sean, what exactly are you doing for the listeners at home? I'm using the mascot's custom, Fusion. Uh, I can combine with another player, giving them my power. When I enter this Fusion, uh, and what it looks like is up to you, blah, blah, blah. All right, while we are Fuse, you roll with both of our stats combined, and Eve can use my moves as if they had them. Uh, we can enter or exit the fusion at any time, uh, but if we take damage, then we get knocked out of it and we both get hurt. Point of order. Yeah. Uh, Plank literally fusing with my body, does that consist- mean that I'm constantly protecting the little one? Uh, I would say no. However, regardless... Uh, you know what? If you get hit since there's a damage that would go to Plank, I think that technically it would. When your body is between someone and incoming harm, you suffer that harm in their place. This happens whether you want it to or not. That is protect the little ones. Okay, I think that since it it would cause damage to Plink, it would technically count mm-hmm. for the purposes of armor. Good to know. Okay. Yep. You, you. So what does the uh, what does the Plink uh, Eve fusion look like? Um, it's it's still visually Eve, uh, but. Her sense and her grace and her connection and understanding of magic has been, like, awakened in this moment. Can I give a visual? Go for it. Okay, so Plank is a moat of pure magic Mm -hmm. that glows. And unless Plank is hiding, it's a very, very, very visible thing. So Eve, this brackish water, swampy brown slime ogre is now glowing with a swamp gas green aura. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. See, I'm kind of imagining the moat looking like fireflies. Like, all throughout Eve's body. Oh, yeah! I like that. That sounds really good to me. Right, so I think we should turn the scene back. Okay, yeah. So, as you 
both have fused. Uh, the, the everything smash cuts back to, uh, I'm going to say Kit, who has not had a chance to go, and it has Since Van saved Wizards. The, the Van Wizards? Um, since the Van Wizards have just sort of slurped through the floor. Um, Into the jackal tunnels. Kit's going to assume they're safe, because Kit is not a wizard and cannot slurp through a floor. But that was, in fact, some wizard shit. That was some wizard shit. Okay. Kit is probably going to spend just a few seconds being like, As the sound of fighting is going on outside. Uh, And then come to their senses and go, Gotta protect Johan! Okay. And run out the door, kick the door open again. Um, You know. As you do. Because it's saloon doors. Mm -hmm. You know, you gotta, like, kick it open. I firmly believe that this door will not open unless it is kicked firmly. Oh, absolutely not. Hands? See, See, the wizards... Put a magical spell on it. <laughs> where hands do nothing to the door. It's headbutts and kicks <laughs> exclusively. What about body slams? Oh, and body slams. The, the hands only work if it's both hands at once. Oh, with the So dramatic. then you can do the, like, the dramatic just put them both open. Yeah. It has to be traumatic. That's the only way they're able to be open. They're really showy. It's really, like... I'm here for it. Um, so Kit is going to kick open the door again, look at Johan and the... Sh- he's kind of shambly now, I Conduct guess. Con- Robo-stooge. Robo-stooge. Johan, you okay? Uh, things have escalated. Robo-stooge isn't in control of his body. Hey, Kit. Do you want to help me disarm him? So much. <laughs> hey, you! Put okay. your arms down. Cool. Kit has joined the battle and is no longer. Uh, and this thing is being no longer kept busy. Yep. It is immediately going to look to Kit. So, um, it is going to look. He is going to look to Kit and um, go. I can't put my arms down. They're attached. Uh, Johan, since you were keeping them busy, uh, the this character is going to use its stat Unstoppable, um, which means that its attacks are always hard cuts and cannot be overcome, oh, which okay. is what you were keeping it busy from. So, But it has the stat Wildly Reckless, which is when the Fellowship keeps them busy, the person keeping the Warmonger busy decides the targets of the Warmonger's cuts. Do you want to take the cut? Or do you want Kit to take the cut? Hmm. I'll let you make that call. I'll let you go. And, and to let you know, the reason they didn't uh, go with you yet is because you only got you didn't get to destroy them. You only got to damage a stat, and they have a stat on here called Tough as Nails, whereas they basically like here's an extra hit, which always takes the damage first. Let me see. I will take the cut here. Okay. It is going to rocket punch you. Uh, it is a hard cut, so it is not blockable. Okay. Uh, so it is going to be dealing a damage to you. And I can't use armor to block this. You can use armor to okay. block this. Okay. This is where the armor comes this in. This is where the armor comes in. All right. So I will take the rocket punch to the chest, uh, but my very fancy Landschnecht armor will soak the hip. Okay. Now what? Um, so, my overall plan 
is I would like to use my very fancy sword to chop his arms off, but I need some help to do that. So how does Kit set Johan up for the finisher? Ooh, I know how. So looking at my list of homemade weapons, (laughs) if they were fancy, you could call them bespoke, but these are broke. (laughs) (laughs) These are broke. Yeah. Wait, no, that's a that's a painting. No, they're not that fancy. There's some really good wordplay going on today. I just want (laughs) to note that. So, uh, I have not replaced the Tiffany lamp, so I'm at three of four. I have the bobblehead cat of nine tails, the pine cone mace, and a wooden stake. I'm going to load the wooden stake into the junk cannon, light it up, stake him like a Dracula, pin, ideally pinning him to something, like right through the chest, so okay. he's, he's going to be stuck on something, and Johan can then go, okay. and cut his uh, arms off. So that is going to be the keep them busy, so that is rolling with courage. So you said wooden stake, I immediately pictured like a carved wooden, like... T-bone? T-bone, like something you, would fight, something you would try and kill Benicula with. <laughs> That's going to be a uh, ten. A ten hey. to keep them busy. So they are kept busy uh, long enough for Johan to uh, be able to finish them. Uh, Johan is going to uh, take a moment to examine his target, identifying weak spots. He is going to drop into a swordsman's stance. And with a clean cut, he is going to attempt to take off both arms. So that would be a roll with blood to finish that. That is going to be an 11, sir. Ooh, spicy! With an 11, he is destroyed. Uh, Essentially, uh, both of his stats are damaged. Um, If you want to take Stew the Stooge as... uh, his name's not still. I'm going to chop off his robotic limbs, um, but I want to keep him alive. Do you want to take the robotic limbs with you so no. that he can keep the stats? No. I would like to spend a minute with the robotic limbs and turn <laughs> them into something new. I have a better idea. Because, oh. Well, no, 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 no. You take the robotic oh, limbs. Oh, 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 okay. yeah, I have a better idea know. for Stu. I need to be alone okay. with the robot limbs for a minute. Hang <laughs> on. <laughs> oh, I'm not scared of the Along with these robot limbs for a second. <laughs> they just kind of like flop down and then they just kind of. They do a. They, they immediately like. They, they flop down uh, completely like extended. And then they go up into flexing biceps, give thumbs up, and then stop working as they're no longer connected to any kind of power. Oh, uh, in my head, they immediately try to scurry away towards Upperton so that Upperton can reclaim them, and Kit grabs them and begins smashing them. So, what do you want to do with Stu before that we swing the spotlight back to the big battle? Johan is going to uh, calmly sheath his sword, look at Stu, and say, Do you want to know about something worth fighting for? And I'm going to pass this. Okay. That sounds like it's going over to Eve and Kit. Or not, Eve, Eve and Plank. Kit is also a very mascotty name, so I get them <laughs> I get them so confused sometimes. He gets out of the jello mold 
prison that I put him in. He basically breaks up. He basically breaks out of it, and uh, like using his magnetic thrusters to thrust away. And he is heading up towards the sky. Are you going to try and stop him as he is careening towards the zeppelin that is becoming ever closer and closer? Um, can I use mighty leap? To jump at him? To jump with my club raised. And instead of landing on him, I want to drive my club through him. Okay. Um, does does having the fusion give you, like, advantage in combat or... Uh, what? You roll with both our stats combined. Uh, and they can they can use my moves. Uh, so uh, you never roll with despair, um, and you can see magic. <laughs> Other than that, I just I make you. Uh, Would I have an advantage because I can see where the core of his magic is? You know what? I think that the knowing where that his giant enemy crab weak spot is is definitely <laughs> an advantage. Okay, so am I rolling with hope? Yeah, because I'm fused. Uh, it doesn't specifically so, say yeah, that. It doesn't specifically say that, but technically you are working with Plink, so yes, that is with Hope. Am I rolling with Courage or Blood? Uh, this absolutely sounds like a Blood to finish, then. That is an 11. That is an 11. It's still just an 11. I, I don't have anything to do. We're rolling hot tonight. Holy shit. Okay. Uh, which of his stats would you like to damage? Uh, he has currently the Black Blade and Magnetic Flight. Magnetic Flight. You want to damage Magnetic Flight? Yeah. Okay. I'm taking him back down to the ground with me. Okay. Uh, you take him back down to the ground. The Magnetic Flight stat is now damaged. Oh, I'm sorry. You had to pay a price to do that because he is still a threat to the world. Unless, of course, that doing that makes... Not yet. Her. Okay. So what price would you like to pay for this? Uh, other options are causing some kind of collateral damage, uh, experiencing a setback, or... Uh, causing collateral damage, comma, experiencing a setback? Comma, experiencing a setback. Collateral damage. Might I suggest something? Um, you're not helping the orcs right now. So the orcs are getting their asses kicked. Mm-hmm. I was about to bring that up. So my collateral damage... Your, colla- your collateral damage. I'm going to say that the orc, uh, the orc gang that that is there, uh, because you deal area and dangerous, which is the only thing that can damage a uh, a gang. Uh, when it, you do the mighty leap, it actually messes with some of the orcs, and they kind of split into two groups. Would um, that be a good uh, setback or collateral? I'll take damage or paying a price. Could be either damage to a stat. Losing an item, that will, uh, that will breaking a bond. You, that will knock us out of the fusion. And I would definitely say that you taking damage on purpose does not count for protect the little ones. I would do collateral damage to stay in the fusion. We're losing an item. We're losing an item. I'm uh, going to lose my healing herbs. Okay. Because the only other option was my club or uh, <laughs> I don't think you're doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking about it. Okay, so mark off your healing herb, and then, uh, so yeah, so you go in and smash into him and damage his magnetic flight. 
Uh, you both go careening to the ground and go rolling away from each other. Um, and as that he stands up, he is going to uh, pull out... The blade is going to shrink, and he is going to pull out a shield uh, that is now on fire. As he now has the black metal blade and the furnace shield. To let you know what the furnace shield does... Uh, the steel shift activates a superheated shield, and anyone who touches or attacks it in melee takes burning damage. So basically, to attack him, you now have to pay a price, and if you hit, you take damage. That's what I'm here to do! Um, so, in the background, the orcs are getting their butts kicked. Uh, as it, Steve is trying to rally the group after all of this. Yes. I was going to say that now is when I would call in Karen as backup assistant manager and using her she's basically going to use helicopter parent. To try and look over the orcs? Yes. Okay. That is not going to heal their stat but it will allow them to continue to fight with the larger group. Okay. Clink, is there anything that you... I know that you both technically take your move at the same time, but is there anything that you would like to kind of do, like to communicate with Eve, like stuff that's going on? Um, I'll let you know that the Zeppelin is incredibly close by. I think... Uh, I don't I don't think that, that Clink has, like, an inner monologue with Eve at this moment. Um, with, the, with the stats that... Um, Eve has now, like, their sense and wisdom are boosted pretty significantly. Mm -hmm. um, I think Eve is just a lot more aware of the magical and okay. mundane threats that are happening, like, everywhere. Okay. I literally have the World of Warcraft UI, <laughs> kind basically. Of, kind of, sort of. Yeah. Cool. Um, I, I don't know about a UI, but, like, you have, like, a, you just have this innate understanding that you didn't have before. Okay. Okay. Like, you just get it. So, uh, with that done to the general, I think that it's time to switch over to the two who had saved the heart of ingenuity. What are you guys' plans? We are going to stash Stu the Stooge somewhere safe. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, obviously in a no, nice No, let's way. just put him in the bar. Somewhere so safe. So that when the wizards, because, okay, the wizards are probably going to get bored and, like, they're, well, when they run out of booze. We'll reveal that in a minute. We'll reveal that in a minute. Um, we're going to stash Stu the Stooge somewhere, and we need to get back to the fight. Yes, we need to get back to the fight. So, so I do need to take, I want to let you know, I have, uh, I want to take two minutes to replenish my stash of weapons, because there were two robot you, arms. You obviously had time to do that. And um, it is a robot arm fist, mm -hmm. so I can just shoot someone and punch them at the same time. Cool, so you, you, can, you can just yell at, uh, you can just yell out, rocket to punch! Yeah. Exactly. And then a robot arm exposed wire whip. Okay. God. <laughs> <laughs> so you now effectively have two cat of nine tails. Oh, yes. please call that one shake hands with danger. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> it has it's a little danger. meeting next to it now. Alright, so you guys are heading back to the, the main fight. Does Kit have something... Uh, that can get us there quicker. 
Because Johan has his rickety old man legs. Um, the closest thing I can think of... Is a jetpack? Is a jetpack, but also... Dynamite has right where you need me. So I'm thinking maybe the jackal could find the fastest way through the town. Okay. Yeah, if you want to... Get the fight. Um, if you want to damage that, I will make it so you guys don't have to roll a getaway roll to get there quickly. Okay. Uh, and basically so you guys don't have to, uh... Encounter any problems along the way as stray killbots are patrolling the streets. Cool. Um, so you mean scrap every- material for kit? Exactly. So everybody is now technically on scene. You all see uh, Eve with her uh, firefly uh, insides. There's no armadillo. Well, there's a napping armadillo uh, on site, and. Uh, well, the Zeppelin is right overhead, and there seems to be a... And General Patton is there. And the orcs have been split into two, one being led by Steve and the other being led by Karen. And they're doing their best to battle the... Uh, to battle the Killbots. Kit, I will handle the Killbots. You help Eve take out General Patton. Let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah! Okay. So, I'd like to know what's going on with the Killbots. Because we've been kind of ignoring the Killbots. We have. We've just been kind of glossing over the whole Killbot Well, I mean, I mean, you guys kind of okay, found a way listen. to fix it with having, basically recruiting orcs to we? do that. Uh, Johan, as Kit scurries off to go help the other two, uh, Johan is going to draw his sword and let out his uh, most fierce Phoenix Company battle cry. For freedom! For creativity! For the heart of ingenuity! Orcs, rally to me! Okay. My intent, uh, as I draw the orcs' attention, um, is to... Orcs, you have something that Alastair Upperton could never have. A sense of creativity. A sense of ingenuity. A desire to create without the need for profit. You all can rise up together. Use your creativity and your sense to beat these killbots. And I'm going to attempt to um, inspire or rally them in some way. Okay. I, I think that you basically get... That you're on the same side. They they can be inspired and rallied. Uh, you've already... Uh, everybody's already also used uh, Karen to help the orcs uh, stay uh, kind of like at... Uh, kind of like keeping with the... Corral. Keep, yeah, keeping the killbots corralled. Uh, so, like, I don't feel like that you haven't actually rolled anything when it wouldn't actually give. Uh... Well, specifically, what I am looking to do. Mm-hmm. Um, how would I gain some sort of advantage or or cause damage to these killbots? Um, can you do area or dangerous attacks? I cannot. So I'm attempting to get the orcs to do that for me. Um. Okay. I have an idea. Okay. I have an idea. Okay, what? The orcs must create. This um, is their sort of driving motivation, correct? Dangerous is one of the orcish weapon types. The orcs must create. Mm-hmm. In order to create, the orcs must destroy. Mm-hmm. I want the orcs to start pulling lead pipes out of the walls. I want them to start creating the most wild and dangerous weapons that they can possibly create while Johan tries to keep them busy or, or, or you know, sort of coordinate the, the effort. 
And I want the orcs to basically cause significant damage to New Orc City so that we can have a new New Orc City in order to fight off Alistair Upperton. Okay. So, um, this is going to sound super weird, but I feel like since you're kind of rallying the orcs to use their innate dangerous tag to <laughs> to shake hands with danger here with with the killbots i feel like and they're kind of they kind of already have an advantage i feel like this is like i feel like this is a finish them with sense okay cuz you're kind of like giving the orcs like a plan to do this and like you're not do you're not doing it but you're kind of like talking the orcs through like how to do it okay Hold on, let me see. Um, um, what, what's the one where you appeal to their uh, emotions? Uh, that would be wisdom, I believe. Okay. Um, I'm going to specifically justify this using my ability another time, another place. I can command lore things about the world that I came from and things that I know about this world as an outsider. Um, I have very little knowledge of this place, but uh, the things that I do know, I know far too well. So okay. I'm going to take a strange level of knowledge about the orcish creative process, um, and I am going to use that to, to inspire them. Okay. I am going to re-roll that. There we go. That's a lot better. Uh, that is going to be a perfect 10. Okay. We're all hopped So with a perfect 10, you managed to destroy them. Uh, when it, uh, when it, a group of this size is destroyed, they are split into two gangs, which is essentially, uh, three, there, there's like a set of like three killbots. Um, so they are, there, there are now two gangs of killbots. So would you say they orcs have turned the tide? Yes, I would say that they have. So, uh, you have managed to take out a startling, the orcs have managed to take out a startling number of killbots and kind of, like, cleave a, uh, a path through the middle, but there's still a couple that are uh, rallying together to try and, like, do things. What this basically means is that to attack them, you no longer need to have the area or the, the dangerous or area tag on there. Uh, you can just do it yourself, and also each troop can now only target uh, two things in the scene as opposed to one, or as opposed to everything. Okay. Who's next? That's a good swath cut in there. So both Eve and General Patton have landed. Mm-hmm. And he's got the big shield. Now is the... Is his magical glowy thing, does that... Does it look like an Iron Man, kind of? like? Yeah, yeah, I'd say that now that you now that you all have taken out enough of his stats, it definitely is exposed and it's like an Iron Man kind of thing. Uh, except it's kind of like sucking in light, and it's just kind of, it's almost like a black hole. Okay, yeah, that's definitely not good. I feel yeah, like because it's even, powered by despair. Like not even knowing a lot about magic, I feel like Kit is like while a moron, smart enough to figure out that that don't look good. <laughs> right. So the jetpack has an ability called explosive potential. Okay. I think I would like to rig the jetpack to blow and to try to take General Patton with him. Kind of like a Team Rocket's blasting off again, but in bits. Yes! 
Well, like the end of The Rocketeer. Spoilers. Oh. For a really good movie. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if you want to... Let's see. We'll ha- so I guess it's since you're kind of coming onto the scene, he's not paying attention to you. He's having to deal with Fusion, Hod, uh, Eve, and Plank over here. So I think you kind of have, like, the narrative advantage of surprise. It's so if you want to kind of... I'll let you try to finish him, but I'll let you know that if you don't, things are going to take a real bad turn real quick. Should I risk it? Risk it for the biscuit. Okay, remember, to act against him, you do still have to pay a price since you are not also a threat to the world. Is the price you lose your jetpack? Well, you can't lose the jetpack and then use the jetpack. Because oh, okay. you have to pay the price first. Oh, gotcha. I feel like damaging my wisdom is appropriate okay, yeah, because yeah, this is pretty dumb. I'd say that's very appropriate. So please, go ahead and roll me a finish then. Uh, with blood. Mm. Oh no. Oh. This would be a five total. Okay, who's all near you? Are you you're kind of off on the side? Are you near the... Did you come in near the, near the orc army? No. Uh, better uh, question... How close are you to, uh, Cleave? It's still Eve. <laughs> um, no, I think it would be farther away from the the Plank Eve fusion. Okay. They, they ran in with Johan. Eve and Gilly. So they would... <laughs> the Evangelion? They would be closer to the Orc army. Yo, Plank, get in the robot. Dad loves you. Get, get in the slogan. <laughs> all, all I know about that is it's there's giant robots and the weird robot. Like the robots are also the kids' moms or something. Yeah, yeah that's about right. Okay. Okay. So okay, so you're closer to Johan and the work army. Yeah. So the jetpack goes off and goes sailing over and completely misses General Pat. And General Patton turns and looks past e- uh, Eve and Plank, target acquired, as it Megatron transforms into a giant cannon. <laughs> Excuse me! <laughs> and is going to use, um, and is going to fire uh, a weapon that uh, is going to convert its body into a powerful laser blaster. The weapon is ranged and area and is going to fire at you. Hang on. Hang on. In what Mm. direction are you? Is Kit behind Eve? I feel like that since you just came down with it, you both probably rolled and I feel that you are probably able to see Kit. So, so, like, you're looking past Patton. Patton has turned. Yeah, Patton has turned. Like, the jetpack, like, you were, like, kind of like, yeah, do it, kid, do it. And then the jetpack kind of went over the shoulder, and there's a sudden drop in your face as this thing's, like, head, like, owl 180s at you. <laughs> and then it turns into a giant cannon and fires. So this guy's a whole-ass robot, then. This thing is a whole ass. Robot. Okay, I I don't know why I was picturing that he was like a cybernetically enhanced like dude. So uh, it is going and to deal. Yeah, Kit is not with it by rage. And it is going to deal range and area damage as a hard cut to everything in that area. 
Um, so I don't know if this falls in the mechanics of the game, but I think it is narratively very fun. May I remove Johan from the scene entirely to block this attack? I, I will. I will completely remove myself to to soak this one hit. There really isn't. Um, okay, so what you can do for this is uh, you can use one of the basic moves from. Uh, uh, there's a unique basic move that we haven't really uh, touched used, on yet. Touched on yet, which is. Uh, Heart of Fire, um, which is something where that you have, with using a, basically you use one of your bonds with the Overlord. Okay. Um, since this is a Overlord's general, technically you can use that too as well for this. Uh, you may erase that bond with them at any time to buy yourself a reprieve. Uh, they will show you mercy, tell you something valuable, or ignore you for the time being. There's also Heart of Iron. Uh, when you would make a move against the Overlord, you may automatically fail the roll to erase one of their bonds with you. If you do, they steal the spotlight and twist the knife against you, but they will not be able to react to anything for the rest of the, or anything the rest of the fellowship does while they hurt you. Jeez. So basically, Martyr. you could basically uh, say that you're gonna uh, heart of iron to basically take the uh, t- take it. I will let you know using. Uh, Having overward bonds is, like, useful for you because you can basically, like, hey, overward, focus on me, and now everyone else has advantage while they, they can, like, pile on the overward. I don't want the orcs to take this hit because I think get watching this community get wiped out is um, mm-hmm. something that hits a little too close to home for Johan. Okay. I would like to use a couple of things here. Okay. My Kriegsmesser is an unusual sword. It has the melee and precious tags. Okay. It has a true purpose that I can command more about when the time is right. Is the time right? I believe the time is right. Okay, what does it let you do? Well, specifically, there's a reason that we are called the Phoenix Company. This sword, as I defeat enemies, passively absorbs small amounts of magic. And if I can defeat enough enemies before falling in battle, I can resurrect myself. I want to soak up the magical laser blast into my sword and completely immolate myself in doing so, as it completely overcharges. But the sword will then have enough energy to resurrect me after the battle. You know what? Um, Yeah, um, I will... Let that be what happens. Okay. Uh, that sounds like a fa- Basically, you just go, okay, I'm going to take this, and I'm going to just automatically get taken out. Now, uh, the price that I'm going to pay is uh, I know what will happen to Alistair in the future. Um, that is my bond with Alistair Upperton. Um, mm-hmm. With coming back, um, the way that I want to describe it for the Phoenix Company is every time you are reborn, you're reborn 10 years younger. And so the older you are in the Phoenix Company, the more experienced you are. And Johan is one of the oldest members of the Phoenix Company, which is what makes him the Outlander. So he's going to shave 10 years off his life, and that includes some of the memories he's gained. So he forgets what's going to happen to Alistair Alberton. Ooh. And that mustache has not grown in yet, because you shaved a few things off. So, 
Um, you get taken out, and when that you are now, does Johan like resurrect somewhere else, uh, or is it with his sword, or is it like the nearest source of magic or the biggest source of magic? Um, I will say it has to be a source of magic. Um, do you get to choose, or is it the biggest? Ooh, <laughs> I get to choose. Okay. <laughs> Very wise. That's yeah. probably a good call. Unless you can think of something really interesting that would involve the biggest source of magic. Oh, you know what the biggest source of magic would be. I know. Yes. I know. It's up in that zeppelin. Le- I know. Do- oh, I was going to say... Le- do- 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 no, do- do- no, it's up in that zeppelin. Yeah. <laughs> you um, just wake up ten years yeah. younger, like, surrounded by reindeer. And they're all licking your face for the salt. So, um... Johan will see General Patton charging up this blast, and uh, realizing quickly what is about to happen, he will jump out in front of the orcs, uh, draw his blade, and uh, the blast will fire. He will begin soaking the energy into the blade, um, completely awash in bright light. Energy will be visible coursing through his very veins. Um, Light will erupt from his eyes and mouth, and in a brilliant a flash of fire that takes the shape of a phoenix, he will disappear, leaving only the sword stuck into the ground. Hey, Plink, someone just got taken out in your presence. Yeah, they did. Um, as this happens, uh, Eve, I think, would experience, I guess, the metaphysical and emotional equivalent of, like, a, a dam breaking in a hurricane, uh, and there is a another blinding flash of light, and uh, General Patton is going to be taken out. Uh, we are going to finish him with a ten plus. Wait, what? Yeah, Flink has an ability called My Turn. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea about this. Yeah. Oops. General Patton gets taken out. Uh, you destroy the last remaining uh, stats that he has. Well, it doesn't say I take them out. Uh, automatically take a 10 plus road on the next attempt to finish them. I mean, finish them yeah. lets you... He only had so many stats left. Okay. Um, it just automatically happens. The robot gets flung upwards towards the Zeppelin, but the dark core inside of him comes out. Uh, so basically, the, the the robot body gets flung up towards the Zeppelin, um, but the thing that made him so... Uh, destructive? So destructive is gone. Oh, uh, you know what? Um, those were fuser. Now, Eve, uh, you will... In the back of your mind somewhere, you will feel... Like a, you'll feel something break, like a like a seal is broken in this moment, and you'll just hear, or not really hear, but you'll get the sense of just something saying, "No," and then another blinding flash of light. <laughs> oh, uh huh. Share with class. Well, that's it. Only Eve gets that. <laughs> 
Oh, that's what I see in my 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 brain my brain palace. Yeah. Okay. Um. So there's still some killbots left. They're not going to stop just because the general's gone. Uh, I think it's time for Eve <laughs> to lose her ever-loving shit. Okay. Because she just saw her friend, as far as she knows, fucking disintegrate. And she is going to leap into the center of all of these bots and start keeping them busy. So that... You cannot keep them busy because they are engaged with the orcs as well. Okay, then she's going to start swinging wildly. But like since they're engaged with the orcs, you have advantage. Okay, well then she is going to play water polo with their heads. Okay. Uh, please go ahead and roll. Finish that. And I still roll with hope? Yeah, since you're still fused with... Uh... This is definitely a blood roll. Oh yeah. Because that is what I am at for. That is a 10. <laughs> On a 10, you... How would you take out a group of three killbots in one swing? I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) (laughs) So, Eve, glowing with thousands of tiny swamp fireflies, is going to land like a jello mold dropped out of its container in a big... And her arms are going to reach out and grab one of... Or reach out to both sides and grab two of them and smash them into the third, crushing all three at once. Okay. That's a great way to destroy that group. There, are n- There's now only one group of killbots left. Come Kit. on, Kit! They're coming right for you, Kit. They got stabby hands and a gun. And coming you right for you. have two flails. Kit is going to look at the robots, look at Johan's sword, but they're going to let out a horrible shriek. Just right. like an animalistic shriek. Take their bobblehead cat of nine tails <laughs> and the robot arm exposed wire whip in the other hand and try to wrap them around the limbs of the robots and just rip them apart. Okay. Whip them! Whip the piss right out of them! <laughs> Sounds like finish them with blood. Well, it, does it matter that it's the same number? No, it's that's special, mine. Oh, that's, that's your special thing. Johan thing. I actually wanted to share this with Kit. Oh, no. So, you whip, you whip all of these things out as the killbots come in and give you a right proper stabbing. I, I do have guts, but they are not huge. They are not huge. But they can be ripped and teared. Are you going to use some armor on that? I would love to. Okay. And that's all my armor. Okay. Uh, we're going to swing the spotlight over to... Do... How long does it take you to resurrect? I'm out of this scene. Okay. That's right. You, you, are, you are right. So we're going to move the little plushy Jack Frost back over to uh, the Evangelion. <laughs> I'm not going to stop using it. It's great. (laughs) Eve, seeing Kit is in danger and concerned for their tiny mischief-making ally, cries out, Hold on now, the only one that messes with that tiny goblin in terms of mischief is me. Now move over, you oversized toasters! 
you're about to become fodder for the cannon. And she is going to take her club and smash one of their heads into the other one. And like, you know, the perpetual motion balls? Yeah. She's basically going to do that, but with their heads. Go ahead and uh, finish them with blood. That is another 10. Okay. And as she goes in, she is going to take some of the wiring and rip it out and take the husk of that killbot and place it to Kit and say, I think you're the only one I know that can make best use of this now, don't you? Okay. Um, So, first off, I know that uh, last session uh, things got a little bit heated with Kit and Eve. But... I think that after that fun little scene, I think that you guys could totally take a bond back with each other. I know exactly which bond I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick a different one than we had before. Um, instead of, I cannot help but respect Eve, I would give my life for Eve without a thought. Oh. Kit is destined for greatness. Aww. I can tell. Yay, it's wholesome. So, uh, with to the power the, of adversity, the army taken out and the uh, the general vanquished and sent back to the Zeppelin. To robot hell. Yeah. To robot hell. <laughs> <laughs> Patton goes to robot hell. You hear over the loudspeakers a voice. Oh, I see that you've all been causing mischief again. And you took out my new invention. No matter, it was but a prototype. You can have this. I don't need whatever it is you have here. Enjoy your time. I'll be going to the place where the sun never sets. Or where it does for a long time. It doesn't matter. Enjoy your time, dear, frolicking in the desert. Oh, and Eve, do come visit at some point. I need you to bless my new sword. Alistair, there are far easier ways to get my attention. Most people just send me a letter. You're talking up at a dirigible he cannot hear. (laughs) The Zeppelin continues on over New York City suddenly uninterested in what you all had to say, because after all, he just needed to test out his new weapon. Thank you all so much for taking the time to enjoy our show. If you enjoyed what you heard, why not give us a like, subscribe to the channel on your podcast app of choice, leave a comment, or even a review. It may be a small thing to you, but it helps us in the continued fight against the algorithm. You can follow us on Twitter at A Pair of Dice Lost, on Facebook at A Pair of Dice Lost Podcasting, and hey, if you like the old fashioned email, why not send a question into, you guessed it, A Pair of Dice Lost at gmail.com. Our theme song for this campaign is Behind the Sword by Alexander Nakarada, copyright 2017 under a Creative Commons license. And for making it this far, I think you and me just had a moment. So let's form a bond so we can both roll with hope. So I have an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yes. Uh, is the jetpack going to just explode and that's how you get away? No. Um, Gang of kill bombs that it has with it. That was a sweet fist bump for those at home. So, oh, yeah. Audio only medium. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> that doesn't translate. I was going to say, no. <laughs> the only thing that I was going to say is um, I have a very specific song from a very specific Sailor Moon full-length movie stuck in my head right now. Because of Plank. What did I do? All I can hear is the fucking techno masterpiece that is The Power of Love from the Sailor Moon R movie. Oh, Oh, God damn it! I have it on CD in my car. First of all, that's from Back to the Future. No, it's not. And it's... Different song. Different power of love. No, no, it's just the one. There's two. Okay. Well. I just broke Jane. Agreed to disagree. I didn't know that still lived in my head. You just like unlocked a deep memory. Like you root around in my brain's attic. There comes a time. With the power of jetpacks, anything is possible. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. I have... An idea. Of a, have I have the the homeopathic version of a plan? There's like a hundred parts per million of plan somewhere in this. Hey, that's better than uh, no parts per million of plan. You can fly. No, okay. jump good. Spell bridges. B r i t c h. Yes. Yes, bridges. Okay. I think so. Or sometimes they're breeches? B R E E C A T. I just thought it was breeches. Take them by the breeches. It can be both. English is stupid. Yes, it is. As a former English major. Yes, yes, it is. And the Harlem Globe Trousers are there for some reason. Yeah. Um, Adam West as Batman has visited. Um, you and the others, you're special. And. Look, I know that I wasn't very good in school, but there's no need to call me names. No, no, no. Like, special, like... (laughs) In a magical sense. I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself. You're from the top. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, so... I can chew my bread roll! Brendan said that he brought a plushie with him to this game, and I was like, wait a minute, is it the JoJo one? And he was like, no. I wanted to bring my Jack Frost one. It is very adorable. He's like a little vampire guy with a hat. What's he from? Shimagazi Shimagami he, Tensei? He, he is from Shimagami Tensei, Raido Kuzo Noha versus the Solus Army 2. Sentai, you're welcome. If you want, we could rotate and each week someone could bring a plushie. Okay, yeah, that works. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Problem. Anyway. No spoilers, but everybody should go see Upgrade. That movie was awesome. <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. Just, just the... Right? See, all I'm thinking about is uh, Septimus in uh, Stardust, which was a phenomenal fight scene. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Sorry, taking a look at some of the dumb stuff that I can do. I'm I'm happy that I didn't have to pull out either of the two big guns, but also kind of sad that I didn't get to. 
Well, you still might. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Because a certain overlord is still on his way. Yeah. No, speaking of, he's getting very close. Well, the thought was if if you got, like, hurt after healing, that's when I was going to try and do the fusion thing. And then... And then if, if that still goes bad, then I got then I got my pocket nuke. <laughs> right. The fact okay, what form is Plank in currently? He's an armadillo. St- okay, he, so an armadillo just pulls out a fucking pocket nuke. Like a literal cartoon. No, no, no. This Stands is on his little hind legs, pulls out the fat <laughs> man from Fallout, and just goes to town. No, it'll it'll be it'll be neat. I don't think that's an Ushanka. I think that's a Trapper hat, but I'll take it. Close Listen, enough. an Ushanka is a very specific thing. I know, but this still has fur poking out. That's fair. So Did we get your Cannibal the Musical cosplay? Yeah. He shot a bird drone. Oh, that's right. Um, I'm very excited about losing my gun, because if we recover in New York City... <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, I don't lose my gun. So the way the Outlander is supposed to work is as your gear breaks or is, lo- or is lost, you have to replace it with new gear from the places you visit. Yeah. But I have the ability to repair my own gear. So um, I can both replace my gear with something from Jane's list. Oh, that's what you were looking. Mm-hmm. Or I could, uh, and I get my gun back. Junk but, cannon, junk cannon. But like, no, no, much more fun than that. What? Johan gets a puppy, a big puppy. A what? really big puppy. Oh, what? You're going to go with the warg? You bet. Wait, the warg to ride or the wolf to hunt with? The warg to ride. Ah, I love it! Every time we recover, I the warg gets to advance his plans and we could lose Santa. But then we have to rescue Santa. Because yeah. I don't think we're going to stop Santa, stop him from getting to Santa at this point. Maybe. Or uh, we can use uh, the level up here to recover... Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And then I can get my war again. My now you're thinking with portals? Yeah. Portals. Um, do, 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 do. Believe your eyes. One single mode of fireflies. <laughs> Bray Wyatt somewhere is very excited. <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, when you're a kid and you, like, try and use the force to open up, like, the sliding doors <laughs> at the grocery store. <laughs> Going to look to Kit, and I'm trying to find its stats because I'm the worst. This is a constant with me. No, you're the best. I'm going to get you flashcards. Oh my god, why can I not find it? I we need those 90s kids' flashcards, the one that come in the tubes, and they were, like, themed for, like, different subjects and everything. Oh, the ones that, like, fan out? Yeah, they came oh, in, like, a... Oh, it was here, just upside down. Okay. Like, a ring, and they came in a tube. Like, a tube. Okay. I remember okay. the ring. Oh, uh, so... Hang on, I'm turning a page. I'll kill my hands, I heard no man. Huh? My lips oh. hurt so bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Okay, so. We are the Avengers. We are the main scene of this whole thing. And the Killbots and the Orcs are the extra CGI characters in the background of the movie. 
Hold on, let me roll play through this. You look into the inky black hole of despair, and all of a sudden you get a craving for cigarettes again. <laughs> you do, it. do it, do it, do it. You won't do it. So the jetpack has an ability. <laughs> called Explosive Potential. Okay. Cries out, Okay, wrong voice. Hang on. Space. I'm going to the one place that hasn't been corrupted by capitalism. Space! Space! Uh, uh, and so anyway, 